0: Do you like U.S. military history, especially stories about our veterans? If you answered yes, then I know you'll enjoy duty and valor. Hi, I'm Wayne Marks, and each week I'll tell you the amazing stories of heroes who pushed away their fears and showed true valor on the battlefield. And although their stories are different, the common trait they all share is that they all served with pride and lived with humility, and I'm honored to tell you their stories.
1: There's only one area in which we can truly say there is no argument as to what makes greatness. And that is when one man gives his life to save another man
0: or other men, this is truly a great man. Though the United States had increasingly been involved in Southeast Asian geopolitical concerns following the Second World War, they didn't become directly involved in combat in Vietnam until March of 1965, when the first American combat troops arrived. Over the next eight years, approximately 3.1 million Americans were stationed in Vietnam during the war, and of those, only 266 would be awarded the Medal of Honor. On today's show, I will tell you the story of one of these men. With his unit surrounded by enemy forces, this hero would organize and lead his unit in a fierce defense of their position over a relentless 34-hour period. During this time, he would repeatedly risk his own life to direct fire at the enemy, aid the wounded, distribute ammunition, and he would even lead multiple patrols outside of the perimeter of their defensive position, doing much of this while wounded. This is the story of Green Beret Sergeant First Class William Maud Bryant. Born in Cochran, Georgia on February 16, 1933, to parents Mr. and Mrs. Sebron Bryant, William would end up living with his uncle in Detroit, Michigan following the divorce of his parents. And it was there in Detroit that at the age of 20, he would enlist in the U.S. Army, where over the next 16 years, his military career would shape him into one of our nation's most courageous, selfless heroes. William would first be assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Soon after, he would go to ranger school where he would learn small unit tactics as well as combat leadership. And it was that leadership training that would lay the foundation that his military career would be built upon. Upon graduating ranger school as an honor graduate, he would return to his unit at Fort Bragg. It was there that William would see men wearing the iconic green berets, which signified their position within the U.S. Army Special Forces. He would eventually join their ranks, where he would reportedly say that he finally found what he was looking for in a military career. In Vietnam, Sergeant Bryant would be assigned to Company A, 5th Special Forces Group, and by March 1969, he was the commanding officer of the 3rd Mobile Strike Force of the Civilian Irregular Defense Group, Company 321, in Long Khan Province in South Vietnam. Paramilitary units of this type were comprised of indigenous people of the area and were led by U.S. Special Forces soldiers. On March 24, Sergeant Bryant's fire base was surrounded and attacked by elements of three enemy regiments, where he and his men would face a relentless onslaught over the next 34 hours. In an effort to set up an effective defensive perimeter, Sergeant Bryant would evade heavy enemy fire and make his way throughout his company's position where he would direct fire, distribute ammunition, and provide aid to those who were wounded. His leadership and courage would inspire his men to maintain their morale and continue the defense of their position. As fighting ensued, Sergeant Bryant's unit was running low on supplies and an ammunition drop was coordinated. As happens all too often in combat, the helicopters had to evade enemy fire and they were not able to precisely drop the ammunition where it was needed most. Rather, it was scattered throughout the general area. Knowing what needed to be done and facing intense enemy fire, Sergeant Bryant would disregard his own safety and would gather all of the scattered ammunition boxes and he would go on to distribute the much needed ammunition to his men. This allowed them to persist in their tough defense of the base. At one point the fighting had died down just long enough to allow Sergeant Bryant to organize and lead a patrol outside of their perimeter. His patrol would quickly be engaged by heavy small arms fire and were pinned down, where they could not tactically retreat back to their original position. It was reported that Sergeant Bryant was able to single handedly stop one enemy attack, which inspired his patrol to repulse subsequent enemy assaults. In an attempt to gather intel on the enemy units, Sergeant Bryant would crawl forward toward the enemy, in an attempt to capture an injured enemy soldier which he spotted some distance away. By the time Sergeant Bryant reached him, the man had died of his wounds. Sergeant Bryant then had to evade heavy enemy fire and return back to his patrol. Once back with his men, he would lead them back to their original position where they continued the defense under his command. As the battle continued, it was obvious that no reinforcements would arrive in time to repel the enemy. They were completely surrounded with no chance of escape. Sergeant Bryant knew that they needed to break through the enemy lines and he came up with a plan to hit him at a weak point. Unfortunately, they were only able to make it approximately 200 meters before they were pinned down by heavy automatic rifle fire and fortified enemy bunkers. It was at this time that Sergeant Bryant was wounded. But true to form for Sergeant Bryant and men of his caliber, this would not be the end of his fighting. Though badly wounded, he was still able to direct his men to lay down suppressive fire and was able to call in air support from helicopter gunships. Wanting to capitalize on the aftermath of the gunship attack, Sergeant Bryant fought through his paint to single-handedly charge and overrun an enemy position where he would go on to kill three enemy soldiers. This unbelievable act energized his men to continue their attack on the entrenched enemy. His now regrouped unit pushed forward on a final assault on the enemy in front of them, but they were not able to break through. And it was at this time that an enemy rocket hit Sergeant Bryant's position, and he would be killed. On February 16, 1971, which would have been his 38th birthday, Sergeant Bryant's family was in attendance at the White House where President Nixon would present the Medal of Honor to his parents. Sergeant First Class William Bryant is buried in the Raleigh National Cemetery in Raleigh, North Carolina. And before I wrap up today's show, I wanted to present the audio from Sergeant Bryant's Medal of Honor ceremony. Please take a listen.
1: We are gathered here today for the presentation of Medals of Honor posthumously, and in making this presentation I think back to the occasions when in this room, the famous East Room of the White House, many very great men have been honored. We wonder at times what greatness really is, and uh, we can have arguments about what makes a great man. wealth the richest man in the world, is he the greatest man? But then there could be arguments as to who is the richest man. The most successful politician, he may be the great man. But then we can have a debate as to who is the most successful politician or political leader. The great artists, the great musicians, the great athletes, the champions. In all of the fields of human endeavor, there is honest debate among men as to who is the greatest Who is truly a great man. There's only one area in which we can truly say there is no argument as to what makes greatness and that is when one man gives his life to save another man or other men this is truly a great man. And so today we honor men who are great without debate and we honor them because they made the great sacrifice so that others could live. The President of the United States of America, authorized by act of Congress, has posthumously awarded in the name of the Congress the Medal of Honor to the following individuals for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the cost of their lives above and beyond the call of duty from the United States Army, Sergeant First Class William M. Bryant, while serving with Company A, 5th Special Forces Group, in Long Can Province, Republic of Vietnam, on March
0: 24, 1969. Unfortunately, there isn't much public information about William's life. For that matter, there isn't much available outside of the story of his actions, which would see him being awarded the Medal of Honor. I was able to find that he was married, had a daughter, and two sons. I couldn't find anything about his wife and daughter, including their names. However, I did find an article written by Rachel Riley of the Fayetteville Observer where his two sons, Gregory and Kelvin, were in attendance at a ceremony where the family would present Sergeant Bryant's Medal of Honor to be displayed at Bryant Hall, the building named in his honor at the JFK Special Warfare Center and School at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this week's show, we kindly ask that you follow us and leave a review and five-star rating.